don't think any of us become parents and just uh, look ahead and anticipate with great delight the fact that we are going to have conflict with our kids. But you do have conflict with your kids eventually. And if you can see it as a learning opportunity, as a growth point, uh, it becomes a much different equation. I'm John Fuller, along with my focus colleague, Dr. Danny Huerta. And Danny, you're the counselor. You do this for a living. You manage people's conflicts with them. You get in the trenches with them. How do people grow through conflict, especially parents and kids? It's tough. Uh, it really, truly is everyone's favorite, right, Well, I, John? I, I appreciate your first <laughs> word there. It's tough. Oh, it's tough. Conflict is it's not an easy thing. It's a refining of uh, trying to be loving in a home, or it can be hateful. You can go either way with conflict. Either you're wanting to preserve the relationship or you're wanting to divide the relationship. Yeah. And you need to figure out your own heart. And in that, there's a lot of risk. You could be hurt by the other person. You're entering a place of potentially very hurtful landmines mm-hmm. when you go into conflict. And it could cause you to shut down and also create big emotions. It really offers an opportunity for understanding, though, clarification. It offers an opportunity for um, intimacy as far as getting deeper yeah, into going a person's desires. right? Yeah. And it also prevents something from staying stagnant or going the wrong direction. This could be a new direction, something that's necessary to talk about to create... Uh, a new possibility, the opportunity for growth and the opportunity for something to be better down the road. But it is uncomfortable to enter conflict. Yeah. Well, uh, Dr. Kevin Lehman is not one to shy away from telling the truth or engaging in conflict. He has some great insights. He shared those with us in the studio. Here he is with Jim and Jean Daly. Kevin, let me ask you this. Uh, Parents, we can emotionally overreact, obviously. Hmm. And I think it's really critical as we wind down the time. We're going to take some questions in a minute. But uh, one of the things that we trip on as parents is that we can get sucked into the emotional argument. And we end up, I mean, I did this with the boys when they were younger. I mean, I'd be right down at their level emotionally. I'm going, oh, my goodness, who's the adult in the room? <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I, the question I have for you is just how do we as the parent remember we're the parent mm. and don't be, you know, tricked getting into that game with your kid. Don't take the bait. Don't well, take the bait. Don't take the bait. Well, remember, fighting is an act of cooperation. When you fight with your husband or your wife, you know exactly what to say to escalate the battle, okay? Same thing is true of kids. When kids fight, they know exactly what to say to escalate the battle, and furthermore, they know how to engage you in the battle. You need to stay out of that battle. So you don't react, you respond. And, and you're authentic. And you learn to say things like, I'm sure you can handle it. Turn your back and walk out of the room. If you see blood 20 minutes later, I'd get involved. <laughs> but let the kids have a track record, so yeah. to speak, in their own home that they're going to solve their own problems. And so I would say don't panic. Don't overreact. Hmm. Be a listener and listen again. If you can mm-hmm. listen without judgment, if you remember this, judgments will separate you from your child. Judgments will separate you from your husband or your wife. What's a judgment sound like? You're wrong. Being no, prescriptive. Yeah. yeah. You know. Where, you should have done yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Any Anything along that line. So if you learn to listen without judgment, okay, just hear them out. Lots of times the situation will calm down by itself. So we make things worse. 
it's like we throw kerosene on the fire. It just flames up. Yeah. But just remember, fighting is an act of cooperation. And some people are listening right now saying, boy, my kids sure cooperate. Because <laughs> they fight over everything. Right. Well, if you have a trouble getting a kid out the door to school, and maybe you're in a carpool. In fact, I have that example in this book. You want that to change? I can tell you how to change. It'll change in one day. Leave your 11-year-old home. Don't call him. Don't get him up in the morning. Take the other kids to school. He'll be waiting there in the carport. He'll be out in front of the house. He'll be mad. He'll be angry. He's late for school. Honey, we've had this talk so many times. I'm not your alarm clock anymore. From now on, you're either up, you're on the train, or you're not. And I'm not real happy because now I have to drive you back to school. But be smart. Send an email or call the principal. Have him call that kid in and talk with him about being late. It works beautifully. Action, not words. Hmm. You've already used words. You use them every day, over and over and over again. It hasn't got you the results. You want the kid to be up in the morning and on the school bus? Use action, not words. That's why the little Why Kids Misbehave is such a good practical book. Because the back part of it is what to do about it. And those are some of the things you do about it. Yeah, and you have a whole host of time-tested strategies in there, Kevin. And it's a great resource. But let's open it up now. Let's have a couple of questions from our guests here today and, and see if they can stump the expert. <laughs> Hi, Dr. Lehman. My name is Evan. Uh, you talked about the importance of training children and like with a puppy starting when they're young. For those of us who may not have done well at that when they're young, uh, is there hope for us? And how might we say with elementary school children, um, start to be more intentional about that training uh, without causing a shock to the family? (laughs) Well, I love your question, Evan. But, you know, I think one of the real joys of parenting sometimes is blindsiding those little suckers. (laughs) (laughs) It's a spiritual truth, right? It really gets their attention. And see, you have the heart of a parent. You're saying, hey, Lehman, okay, I'm with you. I understand, you know, maybe you got a kid still sleeping in your bed, for example. And Dr. Lehman says, don't start habits. You don't want to have continue forever. So get that little sucker out of bed. And you're saying, well, I'm looking at my life, and, you know, there's some things that we need to change. But how can I change them without being injurious to little Buford? (laughs) And I'm saying, no, Evan, let's try it a different way. Let's blindside that little sucker, Evan, (laughs) and really get his attention. And then say, you know something? Mommy and Daddy have done some real heart searching. Hmm. And we think that things have to change here in the family. And you're going to see some changes in us that you're probably not going to like because we're all creatures of habit. We've all learned to do things a certain way, but there's some things happening soon. You're going to see that, and you're going to have to deal with it as best you can. Now, I prefer that over trying to make this a soft, easy transformation into a new world for that son or daughter. So in my home, Danny, I've observed that sometimes one or both of us as parents can um, lean into conflict and kind of enjoy it. So how do we tone (laughs) it down with the kids and uh, lead well in terms of managing conflict and getting to a healthy place? John, I'm just chuckling at that, Just just watching that parent enter in and loving that moment of conflict of being able to... Uh, maybe state a point, exclamation Yeah, mark. I've been waiting for this right? opportunity. I just dunked on you, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, I really 
think that for a parent, uh, each of us, as mom and dad, we need to really think through why we're entering the conflict. There needs to be purpose because there's some real estate being lost in the conflict for a moment. And we're willing to give that up for maybe something better, or we're needing to state a point, and we may be hurtful with that. We need to figure out what the cost is going to be to the conflict that we're going into. I would encourage you to listen first. If you're that strong-willed parent that has a hard time with this, find a way to hit the pause button for yourself. As you see your emotions riling up and you know this is a pattern you have, have a pause button somewhere. Maybe uh, create your own drawings where you go and press the pause button and just listen in. What's going on in my child? What's going on inside of me? How am I showing up to this? Where am I trying to get? Your child will respect that and feel loved by the fact that you showed self-control. That's really good. And um, we've talked about conflict here uh, on this podcast before. We also have included a section of our free parenting assessment addressing this matter of conflict. Uh, You'll find a link to the entire free parenting assessment in the show notes. It takes just five to ten minutes to complete. You'll walk away with great resources, further steps, and some talking points, maybe, for you to have conversation with your kids. And uh, we also have Dr. Kevin Lehman's book, Why Your Kids Misbehave and What to Do About It. It's a terrific book, and uh, it's available to you today for a one-time gift or a monthly pledge of any amount to the Ministry of Focus on the Family. Uh, Donate today. We'll send the book to you. Uh, You can find details in the show notes. Next time, we'll hear from Julie Lavender about uh, things she learned during a really frustrating moment. For now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. I'm here asking people what happens when you turn 70 and a half. You get free ice cream for life? Uh, you get more senior discounts? When you turn 70 and a half, you are eligible for an IRA charitable rollover, and you can give that to Focus on the Family. You can find out more at FocusPlannedGiving.com. Reduce your taxable income and help families thrive for generations to come. It's a gift that appreciates, and we appreciate you for giving it.